Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington. It's another day. And I am Bill Knight. By the way, let's mention, you know, when we say it's another day, that is actually our website, itsanotherday.com. We really don't promote it that much enough, and we know that, so uh, we're probably going to mention it a little bit more often. And here's the thing. We found out that uh, some of our sites, I think, are throttling our program. That means maybe we touch a nerve sometimes, and they're cutting back on uh, access to our show. And Yeah, if there's content that they deem... Yeah. You know, it's fake news. Well, it's they, deem con- they deem conservative, and they yeah. may be a left-leaning uh, streaming site. So what we suggest you do, if you find that you're listening to it on uh, a streamer and all of a sudden you can't find us, it's very simple to get our show. All you have to do is go to itsanotherday.com. It's another day, all one word, dot com, and all of our shows are there. And you can listen to it to your heart's content. Uh, That way, uh, you won't have any interruption. And there'll be no one standing between us and you. You know, I'll see if I can put up uh, this evening a listen link. And you just click it, and it would go to an email that says, listen at itsanotherday.com. And all you got to do is put, when you get the link, go, I listen. And that would be maybe a nice way for us to get a physical record and if we don't get anything then you know well, okay well, you know that's that too bill and i were talking before the show and just sitting here shooting the breeze we talked offhand about the people that we know who listen every day to our program and mm-hmm. it's considerable and yet sometimes we go to we don't see all the numbers yeah we see what we see is downloads we don't see streaming listens so if you're listening on a, a streaming site, there's no way that we can tell how many people are listening. So right. we, what we do see is downloads, and that varies. And we we think that some of the downloading sites uh, we've touched a nerve on, and, and you've heard this show, folks, every day. We don't talk crazy stuff for the most part. <laughs> we talk politics and our conservative views. And if you don't think that they throttle people, look at Laura Logan. She got yanked off of Newsmax because she talked about uh, Christian faith. Well, I have it right here. Here's what she said. This is, um, I believe, on Friday's program. Right. And it was very harmless, and it drove the people upstairs at Newsmax nuts. Right out of the socialist playbook. You divide and conquer. You don't tell yep. them your intent. You get people to come in. You get your useful idiots. Those of us who are paying lie, for these lie, people to have lie. all these luxuries and they lie yep. about it. Yeah. How's it end? Well, badly. It's <laughs> it badly for some. Um, okay, so on a serious note, um, you know, people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle. I am a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people, final, humanity. Final thought, of, Lara, Final thought, though. I have to. I have to ask you this because my my audience is is very God fearing, God loving, etc. Final thought. I only a couple of seconds, please. Um, does is God okay with a closed border? It's much bigger than that. God believes that in in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his his, uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You all know Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dying uh, on the blood of children. Those are the people, right? They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Okay, so she said some stuff that drove uh, people on the left nuts with that comment. First, she said that she was a staunch and firm believer in God. 
So if you got a problem with that, I got a problem with you, and I got a problem with Newsmax for that. Okay, continue. Yeah. Then she said uh, that they they want us to eat bugs, right? Well, that's on PBS. Yep. So if- what to feed our ever expanding world? Insects. They could feed the world. Healthy. They're full of polyunsaturated fat, protein, and micronutrients. And sustainable. Insects will be a mainstream protein alternative. Too nervous? I'm right there with you still. Wait for a taste. Mm, That's delicious. It is gastronomy in the highest form. Edible insects on Nova. You know, I would like to, uh... Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to actually get some uh, political people together here. They can be Republicans and Democrats, mm-hmm. but especially Democrats and uh, maybe some uh, lefties there that uh, that uh, uh, let's get the Newsmax president here and let him sit down and dine on a plate of bugs. Yeah, that would I'd go like over, to see that. That, would go, that. No, that would go over like a pregnant pole vaulter, sir. That would not go over well. So what she said is truth. Yeah. It is truth. And then. Which means I got a problem again with Newsmax. That's two strikes. Yeah. And then she said, while they sup on the blood of innocent children. Okay. We're talking about adrenochrome, which was actually, uh, what, made in the 1950s mm-hmm. from, fright, you know, the, the blood of frightened persons and or kids. Apparently. it's For schizophrenia. It's created when you frighten the child. This is this is the theory, okay? I'm just trying to explain what she meant by it. There is a theory that when you frighten a child and adrenaline is shot from the adrenal glands into the blood, you, that's when you withdraw the blood, the blood from the child because that gives you uh, the magic, so to speak, the elixir that they're looking for. And adrenochrome is so much so that it's even been in movies, mainstream oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, well, one that we just watched, yeah. The Watcher, it's on Netflix. That's three strikes for Newsmax, so yeah. apparently they don't vet a damn thing. And if they're a conservative news media, they just lost. They just lost their conservative badge. Get the hell off the air. Yeah. You, you know what? They've been yanked from cable companies. I encourage all the liberal cable companies to yank Newsmax. And if you're a sponsor on there, apparently they don't they don't vet anything. They're useless. And I don't you, care who put their money in. And Laura Logan's reputation speaks for itself. She has been an honest speaker of truth ever since she became a national broadcaster, a national news reporter. She was an anchor on 60 Minutes before Anderson Cooper was ever at uh, 60 Minutes. Uh, she, you know, she, she's a, she was in that in Egypt and was mm-hmm. and she was assaulted and raped by a massive Egyptian crowd. Do you remember when they had that big, yeah. uh, was it a rally or something in Egypt Square? And she mm-hmm. was there reporting, and she was she was brutalized, brutalized by these thugs, these pigs, and but yet she rebounded. And I think part of it is because of her faith. Yeah, you know, you're not allowed to have a religious view anymore. You're not allowed to have an opinion anymore. And I thought we had free speech, but we don't. There's a big name out there right now Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, not only got a slap in the face at some point in time. um, Well, number one, to have an opinion Mm -hmm. is not a crime. Never was a crime and should never be considered a crime, and any judgment against somebody for having an opinion and speaking. Yeah, I know where you're going uh, with that. That is just totally wrong. Uh, I'm talking about Alex Jones, and yeah, we're talking about Sandy Hook, but let's get something very clear and straight on this. What happened there was was terrible, but there has been rumors, even in the Sandy Hook community, there locally that said, there was something not right about what happened. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but they have the right to have that opinion. You know, freedom, he, freedom of speech, whether you like it or not, is guaranteed under the Constitution. It's, it's a guaranteed right, freedom of speech. You know, we've somewhere along the lines, we have, we've lost that. I mean, when a judge, didn't you say that the judge laid out the case about Alex Jones to the jury? Yeah, he laid it out And he put limitations. He basically said he's guilty. All you got to do is come up with 
uh, a, a penalty against him, and it was for more money than he was worth. Right. And then they went to Sandy Hook up here, where they, you know, the uh, the parents of the children. And you, you know what? I'm going to preface this. Mm-hmm. I I lost a child, too. Uh, you know that, yes. and people that know me know that. And I cannot begin to tell you, the you know, the pain, the suffering, the trauma that the family goes through. There is a post-traumatic syndrome that goes on to this day and forever. Right. And it wasn't her fault. It wasn't my fault. Any of the family's fault. We suffer from it. Now, with that said, and the person is behind bars. They got their justice. It wasn't about money. Right. Or money that the family didn't have. But this person was guilty, was caught, and we know it. Now, this is a different situation here where somebody was talking about it with an opinion. Right. Okay, that that is not a crime. So putting a punishment, a, 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 you know, a monetary punishment is wrong. And for a judge to say, yeah, he's guilty, just figure out what you want. And then they do it, and then they go to Sandy Hook, and then they get a billion-dollar judgment. And then yeah, these people had so much love for their children. And yes, I'm going to say this so much love for their children that they said a billion dollars is not enough. We want two point seven five trillion dollars with and a T the judge is considering it with a T with a T you could take all the billionaires in the world, put them together, all their assets and not yep. come up with a trillion dollars, two point seven five trillion at what point at what point in time number one this was not a crime to sit there and have an opinion whether didn't it's the you wrong tell me I, I haven't been following the case as closely as you but didn't you tell me that the judge took away Alex Jones right to appeal I believe that was in Texas he can't appeal it okay he, you know and he did say he was wrong by talking about it was that because he he agreed to a settlement in Texas as opposed to t- to Connecticut? Well, they 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 were throwing it at, at him anyway. But either way, at what point in time does the monetary punishment outweigh the crime? Yeah. Because with this said, like I said, I lost a daughter. Well, if that's how this system works, that's right. Uh, my family wants five trillion dollars. Yeah. Who do I get it from? Where do I go? Yeah. I'll stand in that line. And it will not make me feel any better. But, you know, going back in this case, unlike your case, and your case was absolutely tragic. I know what you're talking about. But in this case, we're talking about, as far as Jones is concerned, he's not the murderer. No. He is just a guy who has a big mouth. he, he, He honed in on... A, a, a message that was going on out there that came from within the community where it happened. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you know what, to me, that's fair game. Okay. You know, there's, there's controversy around, you know, uh, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. And, and that still lives today. Now, whether the government and there was a conspiracy or not, who knows? Well, let's talk about rights being lost. Okay along the same lines. And I think that this case, if there's a law and if there's a God, uh, it it will be thrown out. It will be thrown out because, and I believe there is a God, by the way, I I believe that uh, he has freedom of speech. And even if he's an idiot in this country, you're supposed to have, uh, uh, it shouldn't be something which is limited by anybody. Do you know, they don't Mm -hmm. say in the constitution, you have freedom of speech unless of course you do this, or you have freedom of speech unless of course you do that. They say freedom of speech, you know, but we have elected officials that said that they were going to do stuff. AOC is one of them. "Ah, I'm going to do this and that. And it turns out she is totally, uh, you know, she, she became part of the system and what she was elected to get rid of, and then when she was called out on it, she sits there and dances and sings, ha-ha, come on my nose to you because I'm here and you're not. And I'm like going, so this is what we have controlling, uh, you know, our country and pulling the strings 
And we're just the puppets. The good news the is she's done two uh, community meetings in the past couple of weeks uh, in Brooklyn, where she is the uh, representative, and the crowds have been anti-AOC. I mean, in her own auditoriums. They've been yelling at her. She doesn't know what to do with herself. No. So she sits there and sings and dances and smiles and makes fun of them. And you know yep. what? It, well, see, I'm not going to say that. I, you know, if somebody sat there and taunted me to my face, yeah, I'd want to hit him. But I would never you, hit a lady. Well, you not see, saying she's a wait lady, a second. If you were a Democrat, if you were a Democrat, that would be okay. And I'll tell you why. There was a canvasser walking around in Hialeah, Florida, mm-hmm. and he was handing out posters for Marco Rubio and uh, for Ron DeSantis. He had a Rubio sweatshirt, a T-shirt on, rather, and a DeSantis cap, minding his own business, packing out, passing out flyers and bumper stickers. Four thugs came over, beat him to an inch of his life, beat him senseless. He has to have facial reconstruction. He is in serious condition. He's not in critical, but serious condition. And... Uh, but it's okay. He's a de- these were Democrats. Well, I don't know, because I, I think that maybe he has a lawsuit, too. Maybe $10 trillion no, against the Democrats. He's Party. a conservative, and it doesn't mean the same yeah, thing. Uh, yeah, you, don't, you have yeah. no rights. It will be thrown out because mm-hmm. he's a conservative. Well, maybe in Florida it won't be. I take that back. Florida has, for the most part, some sense. It doesn't make sense to me that uh, we have this system that's developing that is a two-tier of justice, uh, a certain justice for the left and a certain justice for the right. And this goes to, in New York City, we have uh, people being pushed off of subway platforms onto uh, the the rails, you know, which oh, yeah. in, in recent times hasn't been, in, the people have been injured, but they've been okay. But what if there was a train coming when someone does this? The, the the innocent person on who's pushed onto the tracks is gone, you know. But the person who does the pushing in New York, he doesn't get sentenced to anything. They take him in, they book him, and then they release him like it's okay. Don't do it again because we have lunatic leftists, lunatic leftists running the judicial system in these major cities. Well, you know, I got a message, and maybe it's a line from a TV show or a miniseries, but uh, it's an appropriate line for the left right now. From the right, and not even the right, the independents, mm-hmm. we're watching. We see you everything know, that I, you do, and we're watching. I would like to think that that's the case, but then I think of people like Mitch the Squish, and I think of guys like Kevin McCarthy, who says easily says, Oh, we're not going to impeach Biden, you know. And I'm thinking, if the roles were reversed, if they were talking to, you know, a Democrat in the same situation, they would say, of course, we're going to, first thing we're going to do is impeach Trump. The first thing, because they've done it. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they were fast to get in front of microphones to acknowledge that they were going to impeach Trump. And it was under false pretenses that they impeached him. Absolutely. So why, now that we know that, why can't you go back? If somebody is wrongfully convicted, that conviction gets lifted. Why can't those impeachments be lifted? Let's look at the whole scenario. Let's go back a couple of years, okay? Did it make sense to the average American that cities would be allowed to be burned that lunatics and and rebellious people, I'm being kind, would take over portions of a of a, an American city and own it, would become the law in that portion of the city. I'm talking about Seattle, and nobody would do anything. Uh, that it was okay for them to do that if you were on the left. We talked yesterday about Kamala Harris donating to uh, a cause in Minnesota to get bail for these rioters so they could get back on the street to continue their work. I mean, uh, it's okay for them to do this nonsense, but on the right, people, the conservatives are more law abiding. They're more trusting. 
they believe in the system. And I don't know how, how much longer this is going to last. When I heard that story this morning about that poor canvasser being assaulted and nearly killed for just delivering flyers, I thought to myself, is this the kind of thing that's going to at some point push the right over the edge? You know, you can push people only so far. You know, and then we push back. Yeah, you're, we're law-abiding, we're trusting, we believe in the system, we believe in justice. But at what point is the point of no return? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy almost dies. Do we have to have somebody die? Well, I think so. But, you know, I get back to my my statement. Even though everything is indicating not just a red wave, but a tsunami. Right. Uh, and I, I still believe, you know, I, I, I look at Kemp in Georgia, way ahead in the polling, and, you know, they got the early votes in, yep. and the, the networks can look at those votes. They actually know what's going on. Right. And he's way ahead in those votes, too. So all of a sudden, well, Stacy doesn't have a, a rat's ass chance and a snowball's chance right. in hell. But she came out and said, all right, well, I'm re- ready to roll up my sleeves and, uh, you know, get ready for a runoff election. Wait a second. Excuse me, Stacy. What do you know that we don't know? Is there a fix that we yeah. don't know about? Well, I mean, I, I think the scenario is this. I think that the left has has come to realize that they're losing it. Even in Pennsylvania now, Oz in many of the polls is ahead of Fetterman. That's right. a, That was a long shot. They figured in this blue state, blue wave, here's this blue-collar guy that looks like Rasputin with no hair. He's going he's gonna to win. All of a sudden, he starts to talk and make no sense. All of a sudden, his record starts to catch up on him. Oz is ahead four points. Yeah. And, and this is still with two weeks to the election. But the, see, what they're trying to do now is paint the picture that the Republicans are going to steal the election again. We didn't steal the last election. That's but it. Thank you for admitting the election was stolen <laughs> well, in 2020. What do they say? They accuse you of what they're doing. They right. accuse you. You're going to steal the election because they've stolen the election. And if you think we're being uh, dramatic about this, yesterday, Hillary Clinton came out with a two-minute message. I'm going to play it for you. Listen carefully. This is the queen of the Democratic Party, uh, Lucretia McKeevil Clinton. Listen. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support crush the coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates. Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. 
As our friend in Washington, conservative talk show host Chris Plant would say, she's a lying sack of Joia. <laughs> well, number one, Indivisible, I do believe, is a nonprofit group <laughs> uh, yeah. headed by the Clinton Foundation. Of course it is. So a good portion of the money that you donate to help fight this cause mm-hmm. goes straight into Hillary's purse. Up. Oh. So she can buy new pantsuits for the 2024 election. <laughs> but she has the audacity, the gall to say that it's the right, that are, they're planning to steal the election. Mind you, these are the people who for the past two years have been calling us election deniers. Election mm-hmm. deniers. We're and the she ones. she is the one that paid for a steal in 2016. Of course. You know, the, the, these, they say that they accuse you of doing what they do. They accuse you of doing what they do. And it's simple as that. Well, see, they, they do believe uh, they have it on good authority that the Republicans are going to go out and steal the election by showing up to vote. Yes, that's true. They're going to be doing it the old-fashioned Democratic way. But, you know, in the meantime, Joe was out speaking yesterday. and uh, love he, Joe. Yeah, here's what he said about us. And there's still some of them there. But this is a different breed of cat, this mega mega Republican group. I really mean it. I really mean it. Of course, we're, we're a different breed of cat, this mega mega group. Oh, yeah, the, the mega mega trickle down. Boy, you know, they, they wanted that rhyme. You know what? I'm proud to be a mega mega. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but as a matter of fact, the mega megas have stu- superstars. Yeah, mega mega. Not stupid we're stars. a different breed of cat, as, as Joe would say. Meow. Also, by the way, after he finished speaking at one of the uh, talks he did yesterday, oh come on, he, no, he became so lost on the sh- on the stage. I think it was in the White House. It was it was at some. He fell asleep. No, no, he w- well, I saw that. I saw, I got that coming up in a second. But he was walking around like I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. And Jill had to say, "Joe, over here." You know, she had to wave him on this way. Um, all he had to do is turn and walk. But no, Joe did a. 360 and was gone. Uh, but rest assured, he's running again in 2024. You know, he did, uh, he wished Kamala a happy birthday and said she is a fine president. Is there something we don't know? <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I got to play for you something that Joe, that Joe, Joe was being interviewed by an MSNBC announcer. This was, I believe, on Friday. And Joe was, uh, he looked interested and the guy asked him a question and he answered. And then he asked him another question and Joe zoned. Now, everybody who looks at this bill says that he had like a mental glitch and was, you know, was lost. But I contend that actually he didn't pause because he had a mental glitch he was listening in his earpiece for an answer from somebody in some room somewhere, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there they are now. And yeah. and I believe that's why he paused, okay? And, and I want you to listen carefully, folks. I don't know whether you'll be able to hear it on the device that you're listening to us on, but when you hear Joe pause very faintly in the background, you can hear... His earpiece, nobody's talking about this. Hopefully somebody in the media who listens to our program might uh, grab this and bring it to uh, the forefront. There, He's wearing an earpiece, I swear. Listen carefully. This is Joe uh, and his answer. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I, uh, that that we're we're doing something very important. Okay. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it one more time because I know some people didn't quite get it. Just before he answers, you can hear his earpiece. You can hear it. There's something there. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. 
Mr. President. Oh. Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I, uh, that, that, we're, that we're doing something very important. Okay, now I mentioned that, and I hear it. I hear that little faint uh, earpiece of gerbil in his in his ear. But if you've ever worked with headphones, and if you've ever been doing a live broadcast, and somebody starts talking to you in the fullback on your yeah, headsets, I know what you're talking about. We if, used to use that a yeah, lot, a lot so, for remotes. Yeah. So if you're on the air and you're doing a live broadcast, and and you're carrying on a conversation, and in the middle of the conversation, your director says something to you. A good talent can carry on, but sometimes an inexperienced talent will be confused for a second. That's that's Joe. He was in the middle of answering, and somebody said something in his earpiece that he shouldn't have in his ear because he's the president, and he should have the answers off his fingertips. They should be independent. But mm-hmm. he was listening for the answer. Nobody has said that. Yeah. You know? No, I, I know what you're talking about with the foldback because we used to use that at KWK. Yeah. We'd go out in the field and, you know, you'd be sitting there in Dallas doing a, a feed. Yeah. And you couldn't hear the station, you know, that's 200 miles away. So, but you could hear it in, in your ear and, uh, you know, the guy would come on. All right, Bill. Uh, yeah, we'll get your spots seconds. ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five, four, three, <clears throat> go. And yeah. I would I would start talking, and I all I could hear was myself. Yes. And anything that they fed down the line for me to hear. And while I was talking, they might come in and say, okay, you got to wind it down. And I had to keep talking. Yeah. And then get to where it is, and then boom, throw it to whoever well, or back to the station. Bill, every TV personality and anchor, when you see them, many of them will have this little earpiece, usually one on one cup. side. It's one cup, yeah. and it hears everything. Yeah, and it's the, and what, you, what they're listening to is their producer or director saying, okay, 10 seconds, five, four, three. They give them a countdown, and they end the show. Or they go into a story. Or if there's a change, if mm-hmm. somebody says, uh, we haven't got that, uh, Bill, uh, we're going to go to something... That's how they know they have it in the earpiece. It's yeah. called a fold. Yeah, and you got to have a good producer on the other end that keeps you in yeah. check. I know I used to have a guy shotgun that used to do the stuff, and he'd never pay attention to the time. He was <laughs> he was on the phone talking to chicks. Well, this is what Joe has in his ear. He has a little earpieces, the real sophisticated ones they have nowadays. You can stick it all the way in your ear canal, and you can't. It can't be seen. There's no wire coming out of it. Nothing. Yeah. And so he can sit Bluetooth. there. Yeah, it's all Bluetooth. So he's doing his thing, and they asked him a question, what does uh, Dr. Jill think about that? And when you hear him, just before he gives the first part of his answer, if you listen carefully, I almost am tempted to I can't play it again. I think I got rid of it. But do I still have it? I still have it. Do you want to hear it one more time? Sure. One more time. Listen very carefully. Just after he says, what does Dr. Jill think about it? Listen right at that point. Very carefully, you can hear somebody talking in his earpiece. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh. Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I, uh, that, that we're, that we're, doing something very important. And he's confused because somebody's talking to him at that point. Yeah, it's female voice in the background. Exactly so right. Jill. Yeah, exactly right. It's probably Jill talking in his ear, and he is confused because he's trying to answer live, and nobody's talked about this, Bill. Mm-mm. Nobody's brought this up. Nobody's picked up on this. So hopefully, hey, listen, if you know somebody at uh, one of the network's and they're listening. You know, they could take the same piece of audio and they could put it on a scope and they would see the little, you yes. know, the, they, they would see Waveform, yep. Uh, the the waveform, and then they could amplify that and, you know, isolate the frequency around 7 or 8K and boom, you got it. Another thing happened MSNBC was surprised at. They were in Pittsburgh doing a focus group on TV mm-hmm. and they had about seven people there who they were convinced because they all looked like they were blue-collar Pittsburghers, you know, they, right. they were convinced that they were going to have a sympathetic group of, uh, of people. 
And um, it didn't work out like uh, the people at MSNBC thought. I want you to hear this. This, you're going to hear the young anchor. Her name is Elise, and I, I'm not sure of her last name. Do I have her last name here somewhere? Oh, for Pete's sakes, I may have lost it. But she's a very talented young lady who was doing her MSNBC thing, you know. She was a, a dutiful, loyal little reporter asking the questions, and she seemed surprised, literally surprised, at some of the answers that were given to her by this focus group. Listen. Mastriano was at the insurrection, and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Open doors. doors. People. So, yeah. I mean, I, they opened the gates. So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no. No. if no, they participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a lot true. like Antifa's action. Yeah, it looked a lot, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to Minneapolis burns, Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Lockershaw just because burns. just because oh. one side that you no. disagree. With. I'm it's saying okay. Antifa infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody who harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there your making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner. Uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. I that's mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? Administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reich dogfire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I don't think no. so, no. Think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump a little behind So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and... and Peacefully, let, Peacefully, let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. You know, what I don't understand is this is a reporter for MSNBC, for NBC, okay? Mm -hmm. And she sounded surprised and confused by their answers. Mind you, these are about seven to nine people sitting there in front of her. Uh, blue-collar Pittsburghers, the salt of the earth, good people, and they said to her, no, this wasn't uh, what you say, you're you saying it is. The only person who was killed was a protester. Uh, it wasn't uh, a police officer. She, she said, well, there was a police officer. No, no, there was no well, police officer. I think MSNBC is uh, having a problem discerning uh, new Democrats, the liberal left, from traditional Democrats. Uh, yes, Pittsburgh is a Democrat town, but they are, like you said, blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth people, and they're moderates is what they are. And I know this because I worked in Pittsburgh. I, I worked for uh, WRRK, and we were the ones that uh, took a, a right-wing talk show and married it to a classic rock station. And uh, we, uh, there was a theory everything it became behind it. But the, I know these it became the biggest talk show in Pittsburgh. Right, yeah, Jim Quinn and uh, a, a lady that does stuff. And Rose on, Tennant, yeah. Rose Tennant, who is on uh, the Hannity Show. Yeah. They worked for me. I hired Rose from uh, Wall, Pennsylvania, and gave her her start in that. She still recognizes that to this day. People look at the rally that they had in Pittsburgh. I think it was just days before the election. There were 58,000 people in a town called Butler, Pennsylvania, 
which I don't think has 58,000 people. No, it has about uh, 28 to 30,000. Yeah. For them to cram that many people there, that that became, uh, during the Trump rally, it was a major population area yeah. during that Trump rally. Yeah. Um, and because I had a house there. I know all about Butler. So Where does this go, Bill? What's, what's going to happen? Do you think that uh, the Democrats realize that they're going to lose in the midterms and they're setting us up now? Are they going to start painting a scenario that we're going to steal 2024? Well, I think they're painting a scenario right now that they're they're going to steal 2022 uh, and prevent 2024 from happening. And I, I don't know that. Look, I do know this. I, I think that there's a red wave out there and it's showing up with the early votes and the in-person vote. I do think that the demo Democrats are trying to stack the deck and they think they can, and they think that they are going to be able to paint the picture that they want it unanimously across the board. Now, what if we see that they steal it, we're going to do about it. Well, that's a whole different thing. And anything that we do that, you know, whether we go out and march and protest or whatever, they're going to sit there and say, ah, here we go with the insurrection again. We got to lock down the country, lock down the elections, and lock down the power. If they, they're not going to let go. It, they are not going to let go of their power. Interesting thing happened over the weekend. He had another rally in Texas. And mind you, it's been almost two years since he's been president. He's a public, private citizen right now. And he still draws 40,000, 50,000 people to these rallies. They don't talk about it, but this one in Texas was one of his biggest. It was huge. Somebody brought a camera and was in a high location, and they panned the audience. And I think you can see this online. And it just went on and on. A massive crowd to see President Trump. You know, they don't go there because he's a rock star. He's not bringing a guitar to play anything. He goes there because he's selling a good, strong, solid American message and the possibility of the return to our ideals, you know? Yeah, I you know, it, it is no longer about Trump. You no. Know, he and and you know, they could sit there and do what they want to do. They would love nothing more than to have uh uh harm come to this guy's life. They don't oh, care. They don't care about him and his family. They want him gone, but they don't understand. They would just make him a martyr. Uh, this is a movement of people that are fed up with what has happened. And I think it's an awakening that they want to take their country back. I want to play for you a segment from the rally and it's moving because what happens is in the middle of Trump's speech at nine o'clock their time, there was a spontaneous moment when they all broke into the national anthem. And they did it because at 9 o'clock, I didn't realize it, but at 9 o'clock every night down in the D.C. Gitmo where all of these political prisoners are being held with no, no uh, justice, they're mm -hmm. being just locked up in the worst conditions, every night down there at 9 o'clock they all sing the national anthem to show their solidarity and to hang in there. So at 9 o'clock at the rally down in Texas, here's what happened. Committee of Unselect, Unselect Political Thugs. You know, you know, January is the Unselects. I never got any credit. I think that was one of the great names, Unselects. They're Unselect. It's supposed to be, you know, there's a, the Select Committee of Political, you know. By the way, how did Liz Cheney do it? She lost by 40 points. And then the corrupt press. They say, Liz Cheney, we believe, has a great future in politics. She lost by 40 points. The single biggest margin a congressman or woman has ever lost by in history. And then they say, we feel she has a fine future in politics. I don't think so. But January, so all she does is January. She's like obsessed. So here and uh, Kinzinger crying. He cries every time he talks. He cries. These are the people we have. But remember this, January 6th, this committee 
The two things they didn't talk about, two things, was that the people went down there and you could have had over a million people. so beautiful you know when this whole big group stood up i said oh we have protesters and you know what they are protesting they're protesting what's taking place in our country and it's so bad and so wrong he was great he when they started to sing he took the cue and he stepped back but i think he knew what was coming because he started talking about january 6th just before they started to sing it was almost like a cue they must have had a timer on his teleprompter saying okay this is the moment. It's nine o'clock. Here's where they're going to start to sing or something because they all broke. It was, it was spontaneous, but it sounded a little planned, but it sounded great. It sounded great. I loved hearing it. And he just stood back politely and he joined in the singing. You know, when something like that happens, you see, and you hear it, you know, you can't help but think is the January 6th witch hunt, the biggest mistake we've ever made Oh, absolutely. Well, it's one of them. If not the biggest, it's one of them. I abs- I think the whole thing is is a waste of our money and our time, And but it's a distraction. It's trying to get people riled up. It takes people's attention away from the serious things in the world that are affecting us, the fact that we're on the verge of a nuclear war. Yeah. Well, you know, Nancy, uh, speaking of nuclear war, she has a plan now to kick Russia out of Crimea and uh, give it to the Ukraine. Kick Russia out of Crimea, which they've they've had since 2014. Yeah, she is. She plans to go in, kick Russia out. How's she going to do that to the Ukraine? Well, there's uh, they didn't give details on the plan, but that is something she announced. I think yesterday, you know, that she's going to do it. What the hell gives her the power and the right? It doesn't. We shouldn't be involved in this war. We have no. so many problems in this country. People may say that's a very unpatriotic thing to say. What's so patriotic about being involved in a war in, in uh, the Ukraine? There's nothing good that will come from it, and we need to, you know what? We need to keep our nose out of, uh, out of a lot of different things when it yeah, comes to foreign affairs. But we stick our nose in it like we know best, and Nancy doesn't know best, just like father didn't know best. A lot of people think that they're doing it because they're trying to hide the bad things that they've done over the years in the Ukraine. I'm talking about people, some people who are in power right now in our government have been involved with things that are nefarious in the Ukraine over the past decade or two. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe Obama's right. We need to be taken down a notch. Now, of course, he said it for a different reason. Uh, but maybe uh, our maybe our reign is over. No. Because we got the wrong idiots in charge, and we are now guilty of their atrocities. You know what I hope? If we get, if the right gets control of government 
in the midterms. I hope they put in place checks and balances for a fair election in, um, in 2024. I would like to see all of the machines unplugged and removed and Here's have paper like ballots. You know, they're talking about California. We talked about it yesterday, splitting up, and you have California and New California. You know, but with what is going on in this country and all the corruption, maybe it's time that we not only take back D.C., but then we redo our government. And maybe we have New America. Well, I'll tell you what they've got to do. They've got to look into the FBI. They've got to look into our intelligence agencies. They've got to look into the Justice Department. I'm not saying etch-a-sketch everything. Don't get me wrong. But there are corrupt elements in all of those branches, some of them at very high levels, and they have to be removed. We have to have honesty and integrity returned to these organizations. Well, we got to do it quick because you know what? We are, we are getting weaker every day. China is getting stronger every day. And at some point in time, the clock will tick its final tick. And we will be in trouble. Well, uh, they have a new prime minister in uh, uh-huh. Great Britain. We can't go a show without mentioning who uh, the new prime minister is. What's his name, Bill? Rishi Sunak. Say that again. Is it Rishi Sunak? He's from India. Now, you He's were telling me something interesting. Was it six weeks ago? He couldn't get a, Seven a vote? Seven weeks ago, he couldn't get a damn vote. He lost to, uh, well, uh, Liz Truss. Yeah. And, you know, she got the conservative vote, but then right away, uh, she's a woman, she wants to cut taxes, she wants to do all the conservative things that you should do to get the the train back on the track. Mm -hmm. And they forced her to resign here the other day. And now here comes this clown that comes in, and in the British news media, they're saying, well, he met with uh, King Charles and did the traditional kissing of the Blank, blank, blank. You can fill it in. The kissing of the say what? Royal butt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. Your your excellency. Rishi oh. Sunak. Um I, I wish him a lot of luck. I think that Great Britain needs a strong leader. Also, an interesting thing happened. Kathy Barnett was a candidate yeah. for the uh, Senate in yep. Pennsylvania. And she had a following. She was up there. She was a contender. She was more moderate than uh, Dr. Oz's campaign. I mean, I think Dr. Oz is a strong conservative. Uh, Time will tell. But uh, anyway, Kathy Barnett has urged her supporters to vote for Dr. Oz in the PA Senate race, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, and you know what? The left is a little bit upset about that, too. I mean, this is a smart young black woman who actually made a big dent in the uh, the Republican primary. She was a serious contender for a while. Yeah. No, she and, you know, she's a smart lady. She's a good lady, level-headed. And there's probably a future for her that she can carve out now and down the road. Yes, I agree. So I think she's doing the wise thing, you know. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And but even when you lose, and sometimes you win when you lose. That's right. <laughs> That's true. I don't know whether you heard this. I found this interesting too. On Friday, I believe, or maybe it was Monday, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister oh, of Canada, yeah, the guns. Yeah, he. Um, you know, some people think I, I bring this out as an aside. Uh, supposedly, Justin's mom was enamored with uh, the late dictator of Cuba. Fidel, Fidel Castro, and there's a large segment of uh, the Canadian society who believe that Justin is the love child of a relationship, a dalliance between uh, Justin's mom and uh, Fidel. And, you know, we poo-poo it, but if you take a close look, you know, when you take the beard off Castro, he looks like Justin, okay? Uh, he was a handsome guy. And uh, so we we now have Justin Trudeau as the prime minister, and he's making uh, Canada a socialist country, whether you like it or not. Uh, case in point, like you said, Bill, the guns. In May, our government introduced measures to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. Today, our national freeze on handguns is coming into force. From today forward... 
it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. You listen to those lemmings clapping in the background, but there goes the uh, independence and the freedom that uh, was a right in Canada for so many years. It's gone because they, they yanked it. But mind you, if you are a criminal in Canada, if you are somebody who breaks well, the got law. they got guns out there. they um, got to be disposed of. And the good news for them is there aren't going to be a lot of law-abiding Canadian citizens who'll be able to defend themselves because they can't buy them anymore. That's right. They uh, they just keep messing things up, folks. They just keep mess- messing things up. It isn't the guns that commit the crimes. It's the criminals. It's Trudeau. It, well, it's that too, <laughs> but it's the criminals. It's Trudeau. That's true. When you hear these things, it just makes you cringe because the people in the background are dutifully clapping like, oh, isn't this great? We have lost another right. Aren't you so happy? Oh, my goodness. Speaking of clapping in an audience, and I haven't got the audio for this, but I can tell you about this. I don't watch The View anymore. I find it to be offensive. I it's think a joke. It is. They they used to, for a while, they would have their token conservative on, uh, and that token conservative would be attacked by the four other hosts on the show who were... Yeah, it was l- a setup. Yeah, them, yeah, lunatic leftists or whatever it is. They would just... It was never a fair fight. But yesterday, they had an audience that was filled with radicals. Did you hear about this, Bill? No, and I, didn't. I don't watch the show anymore. I wish but you I, know what? It's an opinion show. and If I can find that, the so. audio, I'll play it tomorrow because it's worth, it's worth uh, listening to. They started to scream in the middle of uh, the guest. It was, uh, and the guest, by the way, was Ted Cruz. Oh, of course. Ted Cruz is talking, and Ted Cruz is an articulate debater Mm -hmm. with intelligent answers. And he was talking uh, and giving a smart answer to a question, and the audience started to scream at him. Scream. And they started to, I guess they, from what I've heard, I haven't seen it, I was told that they actually got out of their seats and started to move toward the stage like they were going to uh, go in front of the cameras and maybe even assault the people who were on stage. And security had to come in and block them, but they kept screaming. And you can, in, in the uh, tape that I heard, you can hear Whoopi say, saying, let us do our job. We know what we have to do. Like she, she's telling, she's trying to pacify the fatheads who are screaming, sit down, we'll take care of this, right? Which mm-hmm. you're talking to uh, Ted Cruz, who's a master, uh, a Yale debater. I mean, he was in, in the Harvard Law. I think he was one of the best uh, debaters they had. And uh, it would have been mincemeat. But uh, the point is, they've lost control. The lunatics at on the left lost control of their crowds. How well, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Because, you know, when you're in a studio audience like that, they have the applause and stuff like that. Uh, and there's, uh, they have been known for staging stuff. Oh, yeah. Could this yeah. have been a setup just to make yeah. Ted look like he was inciting something. They're going to play it. You know, that's a good point. Nobody's talked about that. It could very well have been staged. A phony, a phony uh, riot, mini riot. And Whoopi back there, hey, we know what we're doing here. Yeah. We're in control, you know, and that crazy right and, wing and, Ted and came in What does here. it do, Bill? It gets free publicity. We're talking about it. Other people are talking about it. Yeah. The view. And well, the ratings are down. So, yeah, this is going to give them a boost. You know, it gives him another uh, another month or two on the air. We've done it again. If you want to uh, contact us, you can call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And, uh, of course, you can always get us at mail at it's another. Take <laughs> two. Mail at it's another day.com. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> Sometimes the mouth does not want to listen to the brain. That's okay. No problem. It happens to me all the time. It's, it's just a natural bodily function on Dental my side. work is what it is. Dental yeah. work, yeah. So, and if you want to uh, tell your friends about the program, we'd appreciate it. You know what else would really appreciate, folks? If when you listen to the program, all you have to do is go to mail, M-A-I-L, at itsanotherday.com. And if you were just to put either an L or listened in the subject in, in line. this in the subject line, you don't even have to write us a long letter or anything like that or a note. Just put 
uh, some way to let us know that you got it and you heard it. Because uh, like we mentioned in the beginning of the program, we know that some of the things that we say for people on the left are controversial. For people on the right, it's innocent. You know it's innocent. It's nothing. It's just two guys talking about stuff. But for the lunatic left, they just can't help themselves. Uh, they have to make something out of nothing. And uh, Yeah, they do. You know, if you would be so kind as to let us know that you're listening to the program, it's a very simple thing to do. Mail, M-A-I-L, at itsanotherday.com, all one word, put in the subject line listened, or L. Yeah. You know, I've got liberal friends that listen, and they like the show. Really, if you want to stay on top of subjects, uh, it is a good idea to get a balance of opinions on both sides. So at least you can be well-versed in the topics mm -hmm. and make up your own mind what you believe and don't yeah, but believe. Those, those are old-school Democrats, I bet, who are listening to our program. Uh, Most of them are, yeah, yeah, you know, and they're they're liberal, but they do listen and they do have positive things to say, and it kind of shocks me. I hear a lot that. of people saying, you know, I'm, I've been Democrat, but I can't be this Democrat, meaning I've been a Democrat my whole life. I believed, right. I, I believed in the Democratic philosophy, but the philosophy has changed, and this party isn't representing me. There are Democrats who are realizing that these people who are running their party now aren't Democrat. They're, no. soci they're socialist. And when that yeah. happens, they lose their party. That's well, what happened know, with the Hispanic vote, vote bill. That's what's happened with this. They're saying, why are the Hispanics going to the Republicans? Because they finally realized, wait a second, this isn't the party I wanted to be a part of anymore. No, no. It's And, you know, the, the, the socialist communistic move that has been that's going on has been in the works for, well, my entire lifetime Decades. and your entire lifetime, too. Sure. Decades. It, it's, it is actually not new. It's just now coming to fruition and blooming. This flower yep. was planted a long time ago. Yep, and we've got to pull it out at its roots. Hey, listen. That's exactly right. Have a wonderful day, my friend. Enjoy yourself, and uh, we will see you again manana right here. Manana. Yeah, yes. si, senor. Manana. Yes, of course. Nice to see you. Take care, buddy. See ya.